Hello, and welcome back to Patroma Therapy. Today is David Anton's birthday, so we're sending a special shout out to one of our subscribers and ringing the bell on his behalf. Guten Tag, guten Abend, guten Abend, how are you today? Well, it always confuses me because I have to answer something. I'm fine, but I'm not. I'm not. I have, uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's how I am. No, <laughs> how are you? No you, should, no, you should say how you are. You you said you got a head cold or a congestion or something. Yeah, I'm trying to make uh, a remedy, shall we call it medicine, when you make some whiskey and honey and lemon juice and everything that's spicy into one bottle and you drink it and you're like, as new as... As a, as a cucumber again, as cool as cucumber, but but. Um, well, that sounds good. that sounds good. I remember. Anywhere. No, I remember Still when I was sick and uh, depressed and tired. <laughs> well, at least we're being honest. Uh, well, like I was saying, we have a few new subscribers, and we thank them for subscribing. And we're going to be uh, doing a couple episodes in the future, maybe German and English. So uh, thanks for subscribing. I remember when I was a little girl, uh, my mother had six kids, and that's a lot of people to take to the doctor and dentist and all that. So sometimes she would just do what I call home remedies. So if we had a toothache, she just calls into the kitchen and put some Grand Marnier on her finger and rub it on her gum like You'll feel better, you know, in no time. Uh, so I developed an, a, a taste for Grand Marnier. And also I remember she would make, I guess it was like hot buttered rum. It used to, I guess when you have it at a ski resort, it has a, a bit of butter in it. But it's the same sort of thing. It's like very, very hot water, whiskey, a little bit of lemon, and nutmeg or cinnamon or something like that but yeah that sounds really that sounds really good i was i was hoping today was going to be sunny but it's supposed to rain all day long which is um you know it's good for sleeping but it's not good for driving around the city because everybody drives like maniacs here in dallas how about where you live how do people drive carefully the and same no i i i drove back home from my country house yesterday night and all it, it was raining and the road wasn't exactly uh known to me because uh there was a congestion ahead so i turned uh where i shouldn't have turned to and my my phone the charge was low, and the navy i mean the the g p s yeah uh which was on it just because i didn't have a charge it just uh, went off went out or stopped working okay and i didn't have a paper based card with me in my car for the past twenty years and i was completely lost um well you know i I don't use GPS because in Dallas they change the roads and they're doing so much construction. So GPS or Siri or Alexa or all these various helpers can say something like turn right at the light and then 
you'll look ahead of you and the light's been torn down and thrown to the side because they're repairing it. <laughs> or, you know, you, you take a right at the next light and that's not the light they meant. And then they say, you've gone too far. Please turn around. But by then I've, I'm going the wrong way and turn around means you turn. And then they'll say, so, I mean, I, I, when I'm in a car with somebody that's using it, I go, could we please just turn that off? I know how to get places. I mean, I have a friend who's lived in Dallas her whole life, her whole lifetime. And she uses GPS and like Bluetooth and she's on her phone and she's texting. And I call her a distracted driver. And she's lived in Dallas her whole life. She can go any place before they even had GPS or all that stuff. So I, I actually have an anxiety attack in when I'm in a car with somebody that has that on. I like the, the artificial intelligence lady or whoever it is that makes the sounds. Like you're arriving at your destination. If there there will be like um, lady robots, robot ladies in the near future, because uh, you know human will be gradually replaced by by those uh, human-like look-alike robots. And I'll, I'll buy myself, and I, my one of the, my requirement will be like she speaks exactly the navigation program I had. Uh, well, there are a lot of actually like blonde robots. I was in a very expensive, exclusive grocery store the other day, and I kept I looked at this one woman. Like it's in, in a very wealthy part of town, rich part of town. I couldn't tell if she was a woman or a blow up doll. I guess she'd had so much Botox that it was weird because I, when I just saw her, like, you know, we watch a lot of stuff online and we, you know, we, we look at different things. And I, but, you know, she was a person walking in a grocery store, but she looked so plastic. I thought maybe she was like a robot doll. She had robot yeah, moves. Maybe there will be all size uh, kind of, for the size and sizes. What's the what's the expression? All forms and sizes. Uh, anyway, I I don't. You know, I'm not into blonde women, to be honest. But that doesn't mean like other men shouldn't be, because uh, there is like 33 favors for everybody, right? Is that what you said? Uh, the Baskin Robbins commercial many years ago. What they said. So do you yeah, three flavors for everybody. I guess that. Well, there used there used to be with ice cream. We did an episode on ice cream that it used to be vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, and then they branched out into you know other types of flavors and putting in nuts and putting in marshmallows and putting in Reese's peanut butter bits and Oreo cookies and. You know, just to go to the ice cream counter, you know, you're looking into the freezer with all these choices. You know, there's there's this, there's so many choices. Like well, analysis, you know, today, paralysis. Yes. Yeah, I can relate. But with regard to women, it doesn't work like this. Because, uh, I mean, matter of what personal what, preferences. What doesn't work? Ice cream. Women don't choose ice cream or women are not like ice cream? Like I had an ice cream the other day. I first I had whiskey, because uh, I I drove home as I told you it wasn't an easy road, and I thought well well no first I had beer. I thought well that was a long way. I should like drink something. And I thought that beer will be enough. And then I found that whiskey in my bar 
15 years old. And I thought, well, a little bit of whiskey won't do any harm. And then I had an ice cream. <laughs> and then uh, I went to bed and uh, guess what? There wasn't a woman in it. There was a cat. And the cat, I haven't been at home three days. The cat decided that she's in charge now. And I had to fight her off a little bit. And uh, what am I talking about? I don't even understand. No, no, that is that is appropriate. We do have another subscriber, Jaredin, who who is a philosopher truck driver. He drives all over the United States and Canada, delivering the things that people need. And when he came home uh, to his property, he has a nice big farmland. Uh, he found his wife in bed with another creature. Do you know what the creature was? It was a fox. So they like to you know, feed the animals. I guess there's deer and coyote and foxes and all kinds of things up in Minnesota. But he came home to find on the, you know, on the bed was a little fox laying there and he had to go downstairs and sleep in a recliner. You know, the last week when I drove home, I almost hit a fox. That would be a um, road kill. But it, I managed to, to avoid it. And uh, yeah, it, it was just like, like a little dog. And it was a nighttime. It, it probably was blinded by by the high beam. No, it was low yeah. beam. Because, uh, but it, I was so close to hit it. But then I thought, damn, what if I had, okay, what would I do next? Because it's a little yeah. animal. You have pity for, for, for all these creatures. I don't know why well, they go know. to... I mean, it should have been in the woods somewhere hidden, but it goes right in the middle of the road and stays there. Well, it Maybe had this wish or something. I don't know. Well, you know, I've also seen, uh, <laughs> I've also seen animals go back onto the road because their partner or their friend or their child or something got hit. So in Dallas, in East Dallas, there's a lot of rolling hills, and sometimes the the low parts flood, and sometimes there's freezing weather and People drive pretty fast, and a lot of people drink and drive. And I just remember I was just driving along once in this neighborhood, just in a neighborhood, and I saw a squirrel run out into the middle of the road, and and I kept thinking, gosh, you know, I came up over this hill, and I, I wasn't going very fast. I'm just driving in the neighborhood. And I saw a squirrel. Like, we always talk about such depressing stuff. Sorry. But I saw this squirrel. It must have been a squirrel buddy that had been hit. And so the squirrel that I saw was in the middle of the road trying to stare at the dead other squirrel. Well, so anyhow, the purpose of today's episode is to discuss. <laughs> Look on the right side, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you look short... on the bright side? It's not, <laughs> I'm trying not to. everything is doom and gloom, <laughs> or what's the expression again in English. You you speak perfect English. You should know how it rains. Yeah, doom, doom and gloom. And gloom. Is, that, yeah. is that what they... Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, we were going to... We did a recording a couple episodes. We did two episodes. One about the early part of the short story, The Umbrella. And then the second part was the ending of the umbrella. And then we're also, I think you're going to read the umbrella just all the way through for a sort of a little bit of a different take on it. But uh, 
you actually introduced the story to me. I had never heard of the the writer who I believe was Danish. Is that true? I don't know. How did you say it? Dutch or Danish? Dutch is the Netherlands. Danish I... is Denmark. Oh. I don't Isn't... know. I don't know if the I thought first I thought that was written by dude because I told you I was reading Ernst Hemingway's stories. He was like, he was like white elephants or cat and rain. I don't remember. And then then there comes the story. I thought, wow, that's that's short one. I like short stories because it only takes you ten minutes to go through. And uh, I thought, well, I didn't read this one, and and turned out to be some written by someone else, and I by by a woman, go figure. And the story is great. Story is great. It was maybe translation. Just uh, whoever translated it did the good job, and I well, liked it. it and I recommended that to you, and you liked it too. Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, it is it is written by a woman, and the main character is a woman, but it's translated by a man, and the translation that appeared in the New Yorker magazine is excellent. I really, really like the <clears throat> the translation. Mm -hmm. I thought it, the translator captured the spirit and the essence of the mm -hmm. writer, and probably it was originally written in uh, in Danish. you know in Danish, and then you know translated into to other other languages. But when I first saw the title, "The Umbrella," I know that there's another short story by Guy de Maupassant, a French writer, called "The Umbrella." But then I thought, okay, let's just back up a little bit. An umbrella is to protect you from the rain or from the wind. And if the rain and the wind is too strong, an umbrella can actually like blow inside out. So there's some different paint, lots of paintings that have umbrellas in them. But when you came across it, you thought it was probably written by a man. But it starts uh -huh. off with this woman who... Well, what's the opening line again? Let me see. Um, it reminds me of Cat in the Rain, uh, because there was a woman in the rain, and the woman wanted a cat, and here the woman wants an umbrella. Helga, yes. her name was Helga. Helga, Helga had always yeah. unreasonably expected more from life than it could deliver. I mean, who isn't, right? So the first line, I don't remember whether I got caught up by the first line or not. But I, I kept reading and I liked it and enjoyed it. Well, when I was reading it, uh, I read it cold. So a cold read means you haven't warmed up, you haven't read it several times, you haven't practiced, you haven't underlined anything. So for me, it was an interesting story to read because I'd never read it before and I had no notes about it. And the second part, I thought it was really long. It felt really long to read. I like it. But when I was reading the second part, I just kept reading and reading and reading and reading. There was more and there was more and there was more and there was more. And then when I finally came to the end, it was a very uh, abrupt ending. But I thought it was really, really, really well written. Yeah. I, what, what I thought is why can I, I don't know, if I guess you said that if I'm not imagining. Because when you started reading, you, your anxiety was like through the roof. And then uh, 
maybe you, because reading makes some kind of a, have some have some kind of therapy effect. You you calm down a little bit. Your anxiety went to five, I think. But then you said to me when you were over, I cut off that part. One of the things you said to me uh, was like you thought that he was gonna rape her. I thought, what? Why why would he rape her? Why? Can you expand? Because on that? that's what men do. Okay, no, let's just talk. No, okay, that's... let's just talk. Okay, so we've we've recorded this in two parts. For people that are just tuning in today as their first episode, the story of the umbrella is about a young working class woman who has a very close relationship with her mother, and the mother has given her some advice about life. And one of the things that she says is that she's the young girl says she's fond of men with dark hair and dark eyes. So I suppose everybody has a natural attraction to certain types, like some people like, you know, tall guys, some people like blonde, some people like curly hair, like we all have attractions. So this woman in the story, Helga, a young woman is looking out the window and she kind of likes to look at guys that have dark hair and dark eyes. And I believe she's an employee in a rich lady's house, maybe a maid or a helper or something. And the rich lady has very fancy things. And one of the fancy things she has is an umbrella. So I think the umbrella represents the finer things in life and also an aspiration to move up in the social hierarchy. And I think when people date or when they get married, they often women try to find someone that will improve their status. You know, they will get somebody who has a really great car or they'll get somebody who has a really great house or somebody who has a wonderful education. So that's sort of the background for, for our, our new listeners. And what kind of a guy does she marry? Can you summarize that? Well, the guy actually reminds it, uh, me of of myself, um, because uh, he was a mechanic, was a working class person when he got married, and he didn't pay much attention to anything but soccer. Well, soccer is what you play in the what you call in the U.S. football, uh, and uh, pool and girls and uh, uh, yeah. But uh, when he was in love. Uh, he um, started to read poetry, started reading poetry. Uh, and when I, I remember myself, because uh, men become temporarily insane when he's in love. And I, I read some poetry too. I even, I think I even wrote a couple of poems. Oh, I'm so ashamed. So, Why? so. <laughs> Seriously, no, I know. I'm... Here, but hidden somewhere. Uh, I, if I could find it, I would have burned it, destroyed it immediately. But she no, kept no, 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 don't do that. Sharing the secret with with our. Well, I don't know, no, no, we, we don't have to share it with our listeners. But I'm just saying, just find it and take a look at it, and just think of how different. No, the the, the, the thought makes me um, throw nauseous. Up. If I if I yeah, find no. yeah, if I find those poems I wrote to my wife thirty years ago, I would have thrown up for sure. <laughs> Well, I know but, but that. Anyway. No, I know that uh, when I was in this one relationship with 
with a, a, a fellow. He knew I loved writing and he knew I loved books and he knew I loved pens and paper. So early in the courtship or the dating or whatever you want to call it, you know, he bought me this journal and it was had butterflies on it and he bought me a beautiful pen and it was really for his budget at the time, it was quite expensive. You know, it was expensive for him. And for me, it's like, oh, this man must be, must be the most wonderful man in the world. And I think that's kind of how many marriages or relationships start. Like we start thinking like, this is great. Like this person is awesome. <laughs> but then it gets ruined when you marry him. <laughs> live with them for a while and then sometimes people fall out of love or people get disappointed but you know in in this story the young man is just a you know a regular guy he likes sports he likes having a few beers with his friends he likes playing soccer uh following soccer is pretty popular here in dallas there's a lot of people that watch uh soccer they they follow real madrid they follow seville the Sevilla team, they follow Manchester. But, you know, he's just a regular guy and he has these ideas about what life is all about. Like, we just find a nice girl and, you know, get married, you know, have a couple kids, come home and have a beer, you know, put up with your mother-in-law, you know, life's going to be good. And that's what the young man thought at the beginning of the story. Well, my, my, my mother-in-law was actually a wonderful woman. I liked her even more than my wife, go figure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seriously, maybe I'm totally fucked up, but uh, she was like uh, the, uh, I, I don't know, I don't want to go into that. But anyway, um, uh, so they got married and, uh, yeah, what was I say? You said that umbrella, and thought, I thought umbrella is sort of, because they're in a the gridlock, they, she found herself in a greed log because the, I don't know, time passes and uh, life happens. And this umbrella is, maybe it represents the escape. She tried to escape symbolism. It's about symbolism to escape somehow from the relations with her husband and to protect herself. I, I don't know what else. Because well, you know, just imagine I... an umbrella is stupid. I mean, why would you want an umbrella that much? And, and well, when I mean, she finally always... gets it, he breaks it. I always wanted a Cartier pen, like I like Cartier, and I always wanted to have a Cartier pen. And a how Louis much is Vuitton. it? How much is it going for? Do right you know? now, I don't know. No, no, just give me an estimate from top of your head. I don't know. How expensive would you? Two hundred. I don't know. Two hundred dollars. So I don't know. I don't. I don't price Cartier pens, but I just remember. I just remember as a young woman going into a marriage, uh, my mother-in-law bought beautiful fabrics on Bag Baghdad Jatisi. It's a very famous street in Istanbul that has beautiful fabric stores and beautiful patisseries and beautiful furniture stores. And so I imagined that I was going to have these drapes made from this fabric and I was going to have a wonderful sofa and I was going to have headache carpets and you know a young person a woman has these ideas of what marriage is is going to be only to find out that it's it's really not at all like what you thought it was going to be and I think in this specific story 
the problem is that woman is way too sophisticated and sensitive for that guy. Now, let me explain. She's a dreamer. She's very poetic. She's very, but she never shares that part with him. What she shares with him is like, oh yeah, okay, let's get married. Uh huh. We're married. Okay. Now I'm at home. He thought that that was going to be enough just to get married. And she wanted much more. And I don't even know why she married him, uh, but she actually cheats him because she doesn't let him know who she is. He marries the outside of her, but he never gets to know who she is. And once she starts to reveal who she is, that infuriates him. And he has an affair with some other woman and his current wife. I don't know if they're sleeping together or not, but she's not getting pregnant. And it was it was during the time when probably women, it was written during a time or set in a time when probably women didn't use much birth control. They would just go have an abortion or something like that. So something's wrong in their marriage bed. Something's wrong there. And he's very frustrated because this girl that he thought he was marrying just sits at the window and stares all the out at something else as if as if what he has given her is not enough. He gave her him, himself a little ha a little apartment. She probably has some pots and pans to cook with, but you know, pots and pans are not enough to keep a woman. Remember in Hills Like White Elephants, I, I guess the woman was about to have a child and he, I didn't mention directly, but it wasn't mentioned, but uh, the premise is that uh, he wants her to make an abortion, to have an abortion. And you know, Kate and Doreen, they, didn't, they don't have a kid, I think. It's just maybe they're newly bad. I don't know, Kate and Doreen. They never mentioned a kid or child or... Um, I don't know, they're just a cat. And in this story, she's accused of not having a child. That's why I well, thought the thing maybe is, that would you know, be a sequel. The, story, the stories that were written by Hemingway, A Cat in the Rain and Hills Like White Elephants, those were written in, the, in um, the time when women were cutting their hair instead of having long hair. They had short hair. Instead of having long dresses, they had short dresses. Women started to smoke. Women started to be a lot more free. And I remember a cat in the rain, the, the husband's laying there on the bed writing or smoking a cigarette or something. And the woman's just looking out the window. She doesn't like her haircut and she wants to have this little cat. I think that in the cat in the rain that she wants to have a house and she wants to be settled and she wants to grow her hair long and she wants to have a baby, but he's sort of Let's just be bon vivants and hang out in Europe and just drink and let me be a writer. Because that was something of what Hemingway himself was doing. But, you know, the story that we're reading, The Umbrella, there's a point. I mean, a man can only take so much before he decides... You know, I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to kill her or I'm going to break something. And so some men go out and find another woman, you know, I mean, it's it's the it's the way it is. And the same thing for women, you know, they look at their husband and they say, 
is this what I'm stuck with for the rest of my life? You know. Yeah, I have a theory about that. I have a theory about that, but yeah, <laughs> lots of people won't like it. But still, I think we've been duped because by nature, because uh, nature wants the new generation to be better than the current one, and somehow subconsciously maybe, people meet each other, fell in love. The child gets born, and once it gets born, your role, uh, I mean, you are expendable, because uh, from the evolutionary point of view, there is no, nothing else you can do. And, you mean uh, the man is just is supposed to, oh, no, I hear, I hear you. There's, there's men all over Lakewood that have, they've provided a house for their wife, uh, cars, uh, lab lab dogs, the kids are in private school. Not only men, these... not only men, but women as well, because women start... Oh, looking, I know. I mean, uh, but but, but the, the, the point is that it's not about your happiness, man and woman. It's about the new child uh, getting born, because uh, once there is a new child, the new program is installed, and uh, current generation is expandable. You can do whatever you want, but you want happiness, and uh, you're in pursuit of happiness, and you can't find it, and that makes you crazy. Well, I, I agree that when a couple is dating, that's one thing. When they get married, that's something else. Then they get to spend time with all the in-laws, which, you know, invade their lives or my life. And then when when you have a kid, the woman no longer become the, the this is just from my experience. The husband wants a wife and a lover, not some mom figure wearing an apron and who's tired from taking care of a kid. So when you have a child, the husband feels pushed out sometimes because the woman's not paying attention to him. The woman's paying attention to the kid. And then that drives the man's affection away to find some other woman who will pay attention to him and think that he's charming and interesting and laugh at all his jokes. And I just, yeah, I think it's the way of the world. And then women become resentful and they want a new car or they want a new ring or for a Valentine's Day, they want not only flowers, but they want to go to a very expensive restaurant. And it becomes this, what started off as love kind of becomes this battleground. And that's what I see happening kind of in the story, The Umbrella. It's, it's not as aggressive as, well, I guess it is because he's furious and he shoves in her face well he's been elsewhere like she you know she even stopped cooking his dinner and then when she reveals who she is like she takes a chance on letting him know who she is like i want to tell you something special about who i am you know <laughs> i've bought this amazing umbrella like he didn't want to marry a woman who has aspirations he wanted someone who'll cook and clean and make a baby and you, and you, you know, you, it's, it's funny you said that you thought he was going to rape her. I, and I thought that she's going to take a knife and stick it under his neck up to the, uh, I don't know, kill him, basically. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. Would, that's the that same thing. The end. No, it's yeah. not the same thing, because in, in no, your I mean, scenario, he rapes her, and in my, he, she kills her, him. Well, it's the same thing. It's the death of their relationship. It's like... He's taking, he's going to take what he believes is his by force. Hey, you said 
No, I thought she was going to kill him, and you said he was going to, you know, abuse Well, I'm just saying that what I'm saying is, as I was reading the story cold, I had never read it, and I kept thinking, he's frustrated, he's been drinking, he's claimed that he's been out with with other women. That means he's having sex with other women, and now he's mad, and if he's mad, and if he's drunk, he's going to force her to have sex. And she's not up for that and that's what mm-hmm. that's yeah. why i thought it was going to end with him raping no, I, her that didn't didn't cross my mind but then again it's just me i could be wrong and you said something about relationship and i thought about divorce and divorce is basically a funeral of long dead relationships yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Sometimes people think divorce is okay, the, the end of relationship. No, everything is like died a few years ago, and this is just yeah. you just burying the body, <laughs> signing a few papers. Yeah. Hey, yeah while we're on it, uh, you, I, you wanted to keep our episode shorter, so I think we're 35 or 37 minutes through. Would you like to wrap it up, uh, or would you like to talk a little bit, a little bit longer? Oh, I don't know. It, it sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, but, but you said that span attention uh, is, I mean, if it's longer yeah. than 30 minutes, it's difficult for people to listen. I, I don't I, want to overload our listeners and new subscribers with something. That sounds, that, sounds, that sounds like a good idea. Well, we hope that people will take a look at that story and add a few comments and maybe if they have some experiences or some ideas. So thanks for listening and... Uh, yeah, it's going to rain in Dallas today, so I might have to take out my umbrella. I get in the rain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Adios for now. Bye.